Today, everything seems so black. I suppose it's just my mood. Although we all look stunning in our black tuxes and dresses, to me, it's like I'm attending my own funeral. We are simply slaves, performers taking orders, a hive mind longing to break into a solo on a treadmill of crotchets. We have no freedom of expression. I looked around at the orchestra, most of these people are like me. In some way or another, their lives suck. Gordon on trombone has cancer. Heidi, a violinist, is incredibly talented, but screwed up and hopelessly lonely. Julie, the oboist, is an alcoholic. Tim, the violinist, is haunted by his dead mother. And not forgetting Sam on timpani. His wife took off with his brother two months ago. What a bunch of miserable souls. Yet all that misery is put aside for two hours as we are lashed into a frenzy by Bruce Langard, the conductor. Bruce Langard holds no regard for anyone. Like a prison commandant, his baton beats the quavers into strict rhythm. His fierce glares punctuated by moments of approval. Bruce is a totally successful arsehole. And me? My day is spent in a fugue state. My life, I thought, didn't suck until this afternoon. How can she suddenly be bored of our relationship? What changed in 24 hours? Especially when I just upped and moved my whole life, changed jobs, went way over my head financially, etching a mortgage into my soul for the next 25 years, and all to please her. I'm such a moron. Obligations. I'm obliged to accept her decision. Obliged to change jobs. Obliged to pay the fucking mortgage. Obliged to accept her colour schemes. Obliged to play crotchets instead of quavers. Always playing someone else's tune, living someone else's life. My bow felt like a knife cutting deeper. The violin, my wounded heart. Shit. <laughs> I'm poetic. Heidi glances at me with that knowing look. I just nod. Oh, my head's swimming. It was probably the third whiskey that did it. Or maybe the fourth. The tuning up mirrored my own cacophony of confusion. The timbre of the flutes is too piercing. A memory came to me of the moment that sealed my fate. I remember hesitating before the pen signed the contract. It seemingly moved at my will. This was the right thing to do. But really it was my animal side. Dreaming of endless orgasms with her. Orgasmic coin, to quote Carl Sagan, was in charge of the pen that day. The day I signed my life away. A 25 year sentence. Lock me up and throw away the key. It's no wonder mortgage means death gamble. I need a glass of water to clear my head. I need water to clean me. A shower would be really good right now. I'm like one of those animals in a zoo that paces. I pick up my bow and join in the tuning. The general whispering and soft chatter stops and we stand for the conductor. Shit, 
Head rush. Oh, the room is a merry-go-round. Endless polite clapping from the audience. Blimey, that Bruce wallows in it. I really need to sit down. Finally we sit, and I'm thankful to put the violin under my chin. Poised with his baton, a fast swing of his arms, and we're off. And so is I. It's second nature, Bowen. Normally I love this opening, Fast and Furious, but I was getting queasy. It's the movement, the general swaying of the violins, like a Mexican wave. Oh, thank God there's going to be a break coming soon. I can feel the sweat running down my back, a strange acrid taste in my mouth. I turn sideways and, with no warning, the vomit rushes forward like a dog out of a trap. Nothing could hold it back. Although I feel a strange sense of relief, like I'm vomiting up my crappy life. Strangely enough, the orchestra continued. The stink of macaroni cheese and whiskey makes me vomit again. I look down, wondering what on earth will happen now. My pride well and truly chucked up. I daren't look at Bruce. So I just stared at the vomit, trying to read it like tea leaves. I fancied I saw a question mark. Then Heidi was at my side, helping me to my feet and leading me away from the stage. It's so strange, almost ethereal, like nobody noticed and life just went on. I tried to work out if it was a good thing, being ignored. Well, of course it was. I mean, what else could they do? I'd have been mortified if I'd stopped the show. I can't win. Heidi grabs my arm and leads me to a side room to sit down. I feel much better in the quiet. Her words are comforting, like silk and warm cotton. I look at her. Maybe it was the way she returned the gaze with such sadness and compassion. Or maybe it was just that I hadn't really seen her before in this light. She looks stunningly beautiful, with her strawberry blonde hair tied up. A delicate dot of green peridot on her ears. A glimmer of shiny strawberry lip balm. And here I am with bits of vomit hanging on my suit sleeve and carrots splattered on my shoes. Well, this will give the other musicians something to talk about. And then it would all come out. Another bad decision, my servitude, my unrealistic hopes and dreams. Come on, let's get you cleaned up, she said. I was like a tired old violin, and she was restringing me with kindness. She was a nurturing conductor, urging me to play a beautiful solo, encouraging me to carry on. Two years later, Bruce Langard, the conductor, took his life in 2013, after revealing to the world, via a suicide note, that he was the one who had murdered his sister all those years ago. It amazes me, the secrets people carry. It was a waste of a damn good conductor. But in some ways, I always knew his harshness and arrogance would get the better of him. Gordon, the trombonist, well, his cancer went into remission. He stopped playing in the orchestra and became a life coach. He looked so happy and healthy in his promo pictures. Not bad for someone in his 60s. Julie, the oboist, finally joined Alcoholics Anonymous, but realised she couldn't play publicly 
without having a drink, and so remained an alcoholic and continued in the orchestra. Tim the violinist became a writer. His new book is out this year, The Haunted Mind, A Real Tale. He also holds a regular medium spiritualist circle. I've heard he's quite successful in helping others contact their beloved dead. I lost contact with Tim and his Sam. Some say he still occasionally plays in the orchestra, but mainly he travels when he can, studying native Indian music. The last I heard, he was in America, working with the remaining Pima Indians. I really like the translation for the word Pima. It means, I don't know. And me? Well, the day I threw up at the concert, my guardian angel arrived to set things right. Heidi's wings were bigger than the universe, and she covered me from shame and doubt, urging me to leave the empty house and stay with her until I sorted out my life. I defaulted on the mortgage. It was the best decision I'd ever made. Heidi and I hit the streets as a duet. Actually, we did quite well, but more importantly, we started enjoying playing again. She eventually became my wife and mother to two beautiful girls. Even though neither of my girls played a musical instrument, they turned out to be fine sportswomen, I always drummed it into them. No matter what you do, make your own kind of music and be happy playing it. Cresco.